0: mm mm-hmm.
1: Welcome to the 440 Guitar Podcast. I am your host today, Jarrell Powell. Thank you so much for tuning up. You can catch the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Anchor.fm forward slash 440. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram as well at the 440 Guitar Podcast to get updates on the episodes coming out. Then also you can check out some of the videos that I have on the Instagram as well. Uh, I try to uh, put some videos of artists and music that just really connects with me um, in uh, part of the inspirations of uh, creating the 440 Uh, and then also if you want to get in touch with me if you have any questions or whatnot or even just things that I can help improve the show feel free to send me a message directly on Instagram or you could send me an email as well at the 440 podcast at gmail.com so you're more than welcome to do that if you would like to do so uh, today I am very excited as I have uh, a very uh, special artist artist I should say I have two guests here on the show uh, this uh, singer comes from uh, uh, right out of uh, Santa Cruz and has a really nice uh, blues uh, soulful sound and also the uh, the artist with uh, with her uh, also helps to contribute to that so the four forty guitar podcast is very ex- I am very excited to have uh, Leah McIntosh on the show here.
0: Thank you for having me, Daryl.
1: Of course. And then I have the uh, the guitarist, uh, Travis Cruz. Holding the applause here for you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I've heard that for a while.
1: <laughs> hey, me too. <laughs> uh, how are you guys?
0: Good. Thank you. Great. Like you said, just surviving the heat in the area
1: yeah 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 it's nice that every it's nice that everything is uh opened up and it's nice seeing artists you know finally get their their tours booked and everything but you know now we have this heat thing to deal with so (laughs) right
0: and the new and the new variant returning
1: oh yeah yeah so hopefully that doesn't close doors uh hopefully yeah (laughs) Uh, so, I mean, how's it, uh, given, you know, the fact that, you know, uh, things have been opening up, people have been playing live, uh, how, how have you guys, you know, been doing in general, just when it comes to, to that things opening up?
0: Well, the, the, the pandemic life has definitely changed the trajectory of what we were planning. And so mm-hmm. at this point, I'm just planning to come out with a big bang in 2022. Oh, okay. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm working on. So.
1: That makes sense. I,
0: got, I, I have family life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, what about you, Travis? Uh, yeah.
2: I mean, it kind of, when it comes to music stuff, it kind of shut everything down, right? So yeah. all the gigs out the door. And, uh, I also do a lot of, like, composing for film and stuff. Okay. You know, like that, T V. And uh, so a lot of those smaller projects that I do kind of all put on hold, too. So... Mm yeah changed everything
1: yeah definitely definitely uh so uh here on the four forty guitar podcast, uh we're really big on origin stories, uh, how people got to where they are today uh so starting with you Leah, uh, tell me about your uh, earliest memories of music
0: Ooh. my very earliest memories of music, you know uh I spent a lot of time doing the 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 riding horse thing. Mm. And with my father and spent a time tra- a lot of time traveling in the truck mm. and eighties country radio was playing all the time. Really? Mm. So I w- those that those were my definitely my earliest influences and, mm. and I, I picked up the fiddle when I was nine. Oh, so wow. that was yeah. So um always loved music. It it's always been there.
1: Was there a song with fiddle that that kinda connected where you're like, I wanna learn that that instrument.
0: <laughs> you know um what is that the devil goes to georgia
1: mm, okay <laughs>
0: i mean isn't that that's it right yeah you'll <laughs> um, get a little glimpse and i wrote a little glimpse of that in, in a song that'll be on the next album but mm, you'll see <laughs> awesome very
1: cool very cool so uh so so country so country was a big uh ins- inspiration for you growing up
0: that was the the biggest thing and then uh by the by, the time I was a teenager, my dad had uh, I, he had gifted me. I, I think I was 15 at the time, and he mm. he gifted me a, a Stetson Wrangler jacket, and and in the pocket he had tucked a Judd's Greatest Hits. Mm. And so I feel really sorry for all the people that lived in the house at the time because I memorized it <laughs> out loud.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Rock
1: into the rhythm of the rain, baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Uh, and then what, wh- uh, what about you, Travis? Tell me about, tell me, tell me about some of your, uh, earliest memories of music.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, I don't think I have any memories that don't involve music. Hmm. It was, uh, my dad, guitarist, and my grandpa was a band leader. Hmm. Um, so it was just kind of always, uh, always in my life. And, uh, yeah, I mean, when I was, like, two years old, I had a little, like, half size guitar, oh, and, like wow. a flying V, <laughs> and so I used to come out and do gigs for my dad, and had my little amp, and I'd just go in the living room and play. Wow. So, uh,
1: yeah, i that's all I really remember. Yeah. Do you remember, um, were there any particular uh, songs that, like, gravitated for you personally, as far as, like, uh, you know, playing music and learning music?
2: Yeah. Still. Uh, it was it was like a a lot of clapton mm. and uh stevie ray vaughn oh, was nice. the 90s nice. yeah <laughs> you know, uh, so that was it was like one uh blues album that clapped in the 90s like from the cradle mm. was like
1: i remember that album really well mm. when i was a kid nice classic classic definitely definitely uh, and then for you Leah I, I you know of course with your with your uh, album here we're gonna talk about a little bit today that'll be out later this year you know definitely a soulful bluesy influence of course because there's probably you know multiple influences within the the project but um, first of all very fun project to listen to um, but thank you so of course, of course. Uh, but I just wanted to see where, you know, when did when did that kind of music really inspire you, you know, to, to help, help you uh, or to, to, I guess, just to contribute to the, you know, the artist that you are today?
0: That, I told you that very first beginning part, you know, the, the first 20 years I was definitely, it was a lot of uh, country and hip hop. Mm. And then by my 20s, I had gone on a journey pretty much exclusively Opera of mm. all things. Oh wow! People, how did that happen? Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I, 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 I'm classically trained singer, and wow. uh, then the other interest of all, of all things was bluegrass. Mm. So I kind of had these two, you know, be the fiddle. The fiddle kind of transformed into me noodling also on the mandolin and some other bluegrass instruments, and and um, I just really enjoyed it. So um, those are the two, you know, genres that were next, and then I. I ended up crossing paths uh, several year, years later with Travis. Hmm. And I remember we, we had met through a, a, a store owner of, of a guitar shop here. Hmm. And he had invited me to play in the jam, their, their local jam. And it was my first night that I had been exposed to rock music for about three hours. Oh, wow. And my classical ears. And while I did come home with my almost like as if my hands were over my ears, I walked to the front door and I said, I have had more fun tonight in music than I have had in my entire life.
1: Wow. <laughs> yeah,
0: I woke up and uh, it was an incredible journey. And Travis can tell you, I I was hungry for what should I listen to next? What mm. should I listen to next? And um, that Travis played a big part in my next influences and so did Myron Dove. Mm. And, Myron Dove is the bass player on my album, and I you, Myron Dove uh, toured with Santana for a decade and also, oh, wow. you know, he he played bass and uh, engineered Clarence Gatemouth Brown's album and all kinds of, he's incredible. Wow. So I had both worked with Travis and Myron around the same time, and they were just feeding me all this wonderful music and a genres I never experienced mm-hmm. And uh, they they made my world of music just grow exponentially. Yeah. I feel very fortunate. Yeah. I, yeah, Myron was like Leah, you gotta listen to Big Mama Thornton,
1: <laughs> and
0: I remember saying to him like, "There ain't no way I can sing like that." <laughs> like, and so um, I was resistant, but it just soaked in, mm. and here we are.
1: Wow, wow, yeah. Because I was going to ask you, you know, being a, a classically trained uh, singer you know uh transitioning from that to where you have this entire palette where you can kind of you know do things in a very non-traditional-esque way i mean was that was that a pretty easy transition for you or did it take a little time
0: um i would i would have to say i worked really hard for it Mm. i uh i started out with uh like I said I was working with Travis and Myron both simultaneously and just yeah. immersing kind of putting my own self through this immersion program and 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 kind of waking up in a new decade of life if that makes any sense and mm. and um I remember Myron going hmm Leah I'm not sure what quite to do you know but uh we got to do something about that clean voice that you have there <laughs> <laughs> so um he literally made me go on that journey. Like I said, he was like, Leah, listen to Shaka. He's like, listen to Shaka Khan, you know, listen. Yeah. And then he'd have me, then he'd come back the next week and like, let's listen to Big Mama Thornton. Mm. And we studied, we studied all the singers and their sounds. And mm. and it was through a, a, a an, it was an evolution and a journey to discover how yeah. to make new sounds. Wow. You know?
1: so. Interesting. It's like, how do you feel about cigarettes as far as like a raspy voice? I uh, know.
0: <laughs> um, um,
1: them. So, yeah. <laughs> so that, that, that right contributes. That a bit. <laughs>
0: Travis will tell you that helped.
1: Yeah. Um yeah.
0: I I, I re, it was during the pandemic I went cold turkey but you know I I I did do that for a little while yeah. but it helped. It, it helped. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. It's de- yeah. It's, it's like oh maybe but yeah, definitely. And,
0: and you know some of you know a little midnight burn. What can we say? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh man, man, man. And then, um, you know, Travis, uh, uh, for, as far as for the, the, I want to talk about the project here in a little bit, but, um, as far as just like, uh, when it comes to guitar, uh, you know, I hear, I hear the, I hear the lovely sound of the Strat on the project and it sounded like you guys had a lot of fun making it and if i mean if 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 you were playing those parts it sounded like you had a hell of a lot of fun playing it too <laughs> yeah yeah it was a lot of fun definitely mm. definitely a lot of work mm-hmm. but a lot mm-hmm. of fun uh t- tell me a little bit about what uh what type of strat did you uh did you use on the on the project
2: uh yeah well i have just like a um just an american strat mm-hmm. uh one of those 90s ones with the little roller nut you know Mm. and it had the uh the those laceless pickups on it and I took those off and now I have uh um what did I put on there oh I think the the main strat that I used on that one has a lot of the um uh the sir Mm. Sur pickups on it sir strap pickups oh nice nice and then um I also used I sort of have like a it's it's not really a strat, but it's my own guitar that I made mm. that has a um it has a strat. So a lot of the front pickup strat stuff you hear is actually that guitar. That's
1: oh nice, yeah, yeah. I tend to I tend to gravitate towards uh, some of the Frankenstein guitars. That <laughs> I do too. Uh, you know, I, yeah. I think I only have what like a, I I only have a couple.
2: Like stock guitars everything else is just random things that i've put together nice
1: nice uh i wanted to talk to you guys about the first song on uh the the album uh blood cash uh which is also the first uh song on the project as well really fun it definitely sounds like it sounds like uh, leah that you're singing through like a green bullet or just has a very like old school uh sound to it um would you guys mind if i played just a snippet of it here before i guess we we kind of talk about it
0: no problem
1: very cool very cool yeah i was like oh we gotta talk about this one
0: Pulling back that trigger He paid him cold hard cash Bang, bang Pulling back that trigger
1: I thought it was interesting that you guys started with, uh, you know, with uh, acoustic guitar for the project. I thought that was really interesting. Tell me a little bit as far as the, I guess, the creation process and kind of what was going through your guys' minds as you guys were working on it or creating it?
0: I think that for this album, we really gravitated towards the songs that were uh, kind of from from that era. The, my My childhood, most of it's actually coming from the first five years of my childhood. Mm. But I, I think that we gravitated towards most of the songs being being of that. Mm-hmm. And then, and then we, uh, and then throwing in those few other ones that just kind of, you know, let's give a good flavor of what, what I'm going to be doing and what, what I'm all about. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I sing, I, I write a lot about, uh, my personal experience, especially the, 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 the trauma and the childhood experiences. Mm-hmm. And then I also write a lot about not true you know not love yeah (laughs) yeah not being in love (laughs) yeah uh, travis says okay bitter betty calm down bitter
1: betty (laughs) (laughs) yeah because it's like it's interesting how um you know, it's funny. I always think about like you know blues and just soul and how you know a lot of that music comes from a very dark place. You know, but the the expression, uh, the expression through it, definitely there's there's some type of relatability. Maybe not as extensive as you know what some of the the artists actually experience, but there, there there's something to relate there. You know, and including yeah. also just the obvious, you know influence of it of it being mixed into every every genre you know the one four five shenanigans there so but definitely um i think that's just such an interesting thing and an important thing and it's kind of you have this palette that you can kind of utilize to paint and to express your your emotions so um and then I, i know you talked about a bit of your your trauma as far as you know writing the album did that you know was that was that something that just happened as far as, you know, when you were writing, like you were just writing and then it just happened to be, you know, a very personal album or was that something that was intended?
0: You know, I, I went on this, uh, this journey. I had, I had kind of gone through some personal illness. Mm. I was working with Travis and Myron already and all of that and stuff, but I was quietly going through some personal illness and I felt like I was literally like going to, I was knocking on heaven's door And it just became this bug. I got this bug. Travis will tell you, I just like, I was determined to no end to to figure this out and and learn how to, you know, communicate what I had inside me. Hmm. And, um, anyways, yeah, that's how it, it, that's how it happened. I just got a bug and, 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 and it lit fire and Travis kept kind of helping me along the way and shaping and saying, I think eventually said the most powerful thing to me, he said, he kept saying, "There's only 12 notes in a scale." Mm. Sound familiar, Travis? <laughs> you know, there's only so many variations. What's been done. You don't have to always think you're reinventing the wheel and pulling mm. out of nowhere. Mm. You know, listen closely, listen a lot, and be inspired by what you're hearing. And I, I, it finally clicked. And Fantasy Woman was my first song. And I remember when I, I, I had a, you know, Travis and I had sat down with that, and and I just went. He was like, You got it. You know, it was I, I wrote that and it just wrote in like 30 minutes. And I was like, <laughs> and had idea. At the time I happened to be working on uh BB King, you know, just for fun, singing through the cover mm. of BB King's Thrill Is Gone. Mm. And it just completely inspired me. So I called it the Thrill Is Gone the sequel. <laughs> <laughs>
1: man yeah. that's really interesting uh the 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 12 note line that you said but that, that I guess that, that you know Travis said to you because I almost I think I remember also Quincy Jones, uh, he had a composer that he worked with when he went over to Europe when he was writing music and she said something very similar or as far as the 12 notes, you know, and that, that helped him compose and, you know, make these amazing things. So that's such an interesting thing that he said that, you know, it's like, oh man, such a small world. <laughs> right,
0: it removes, it removes the daunting factor. Mm. You know, you sit down and look at an entire piano and you're like, where are I? You know, you just remove it because it can move to <laughs> any, you know, anyways it can move around right
1: definitely definitely i feel like we have to play fantasy woman because that was such a cool story (laughs) (laughs) let me play a snippet of this here That's so why I definitely hear the, the BB King influence now listening to it uh, right now. <laughs> uh, tell me a little bit, uh, Travis, as far as, you know, like I said, it sounded like you had a lot of fun making, working on that playing man. Uh, w- what type yeah. of a pedal layout did you have or, or type of amp, you know, amp setup did you use for some of the songs you, you guys worked on?
2: Um, well, we, we went into the studio and I tracked all the rhythm guitar parts uh, with with like a Fuchs ODS-100, so mm. it's like a double clone, right? Mm. And then uh, <laughs> uh, I got all obsessive and went home and redid everything. Uh. So, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so this was a fun project because uh, Leah basically gave me carte blanche to do whatever I wanted, mm. and um, I could spend as much time on tones and parts and ideas as I wanted. So uh, it was it was pretty cool. I uh, ended up out of it um, at home, just in my home studio hmm. with uh, the UA's Aux. Oh, wow. A oh, wow. speaker simulation and just, um, just running the amp, the fuchs right in through that. Nice. Uh, just because it was easy and it sounded really good and it was uh something new to play with it had just come out when when we were doing this so uh yeah it obviously it works
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it
0: does no yeah nobody (laughs) can Yep, i love the uh solo in that song yeah It, it 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 is a testament to it's like that's
2: right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that one has the, uh, <laughs> that one's got like the fuzz solo in it.
1: Mm. Was that a one take, one take pony or, or what, how, how many takes do we take to get to that one? <laughs> you know,
2: I, I get a little obsessive when I play. So, yeah. you know, when I, again, the typical thing when I'm doing studio work, you know, you go in and it's, it's like one or two takes, mm. but anything that's for myself, I'll sit there and I'll do a solo for
1: like an hour and mm. just play, you know, yeah. Six, 70 times. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's such a blessing to have someone like Travis working with someone like Leah. Cause it's like everyone, both like all parties in general are just so dedicated. It's like, I want to get this right. You know, you don't have like someone who's like some mailing in man. <laughs>
0: oh, totally. There we are, we are definitely not dialing in people like, Travis will tell you also, like, I worked those lyrics till till right before, and, and I try to ask myself meticulously if it makes sense, mm. you know, and, and, and is it just neutral enough to where people can apply it to themselves, you know, where it's telling the story, but they can also insert themselves. Mm. So it's not telling too much detail anyways.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, was there a song on the project that maybe was... Mm, like uh, the most challenging for you guys to create create, and then the end product was like, "Wow!" Like we did it, it was kind of like a, a, a uh, like climbing a mountain. Was there any 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 of those songs that are a bit challenging?
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> you are both
0: thinking. You got us thinking. Um, do you want to go first? Me first? What
2: What do you want? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's easier to acknowledge the ones that were easy than the ones that were. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I think purple suede boots came out real easy. Right. Being a, a more standard blues tune. Yeah. And, uh.
0: I, I say Tennessee Hurricane.
2: Tennessee Hurricane.
0: I think because that was a song that I had only written. We had only written, finalized it a few what three weeks or a month before we went into the studio. And I just said to Travis, I really feel like this belongs there. I feel like this message belongs in this, you know, in this grouping. And he went, All right. And he, he had the pressure of pulling off the demo and getting it all done. Mm. And it was just so quick of a decision. And so by the time I got the demo, we remember it was just it was we just all got the demo right before we went in. So to me, I feel like that one and it's and it's a big one. Mm. And um, in retrospect for me, I feel like I could have uh, sat with it a little more to, to experiment a little more with some things, but I'm still really incredibly happy with how it turned out. And that solo, I live for his, I live for his (laughs) solo. I
1: mean,
0: yeah, he, he, when that storm, when I heard that storm for the first time, oh my gosh, it's amazing. (laughs)
1: yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny when I was, I was listening to it today, I was driving and it's, it's funny. Like, when I, when I'm listening to like a solo or something, we're just like, Oh man, that sounds good. I have like this, Ooh, <laughs> like yeah. this I'm like, Oh, that's, that that sounds, that sounds great. You know? So this is the, the, the phrasing and all man, just, yeah, really, really great, really really great musicianship there. So definitely. Did you say that's your favorite? Wait, me? I didn't hear that.
0: Yeah.
1: No, I
2: said, he's he's got the stank face going. <laughs> <laughs>
1: sorry, I'm like, sorry. <laughs> nice. Yeah, well, I'm a guitar player, too, so yeah, it's like, you know, my friends are seeing me with these crazy faces. <laughs> crazy faces. It's like can't help it. It's like, you know what I'm talking about, Travis, as a guitarist. It's hard, man. It's just you play, you enjoy yourself, and then right. people are watching, and you're like, what is happening? This is outer body experience right before your eyes. <laughs> yeah. Something's wrong if you're not making a
2: face when you're playing.
1: Right? You know? yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Even it,
0: I, I can say that. You, can, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> if you're not Derek Trucks, there's no reason why you shouldn't be making a face. If you're Derek Trucks, I'll give it to you because he's one of the best players of all time. But if you're not Derek Trucks, nah, man, you gotta be making snake face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the one
2: dude, huh? That's so funny. <laughs> Same look all the time. Yeah, uh,
1: one song on the on the project that I really like too, um, and I feel like it, there is some personalization to it as well, just from the lyrics. Um, uh, uh, "Soul Stripper," I really like that song. Uh, let me play a little bit before we talk about it in detail. <clears throat>
0: always add my face to a hill turning tears to nerves of steel. i'll strip my pain if you make it rain throw me dollars and i'll give you a show if it's sad stories you crave then let your hungry fingers turn my uh,
1: page tell me a little bit about this one leah i really enjoyed this song too
0: Yay. Um, I think Travis and I have had a lot of fun making Soul Stripper. Um, so we were in a session working on some other song and, you know, every once in a while, I think you can see, I like to randomly, you know, poke and with Travis, uh, maybe in the more of the extrovert as you can probably
1: observe. (laughs) Um,
0: anyway, so. I kept doing this thing in the session. And I would go cha-ching,
1: <laughs>
0: and he just—I got him busting up. And I just he, you know—I always take it too far. So um, <laughs> I kept hitting him with the cha-ching every once in a while. And of course, I got him right as he was leaving that night, out the door. And I said, and he's all—he turns back and he says, "Why do I have this feeling I'm going to come back next week, and you're going to have written a song called cha-ching?" <laughs> I said, I just might have to do that. And, and so the very next morning, I literally opened my eyes and I was just in the first few minutes. It's, you just got to love when this happens. And I just was just thinking about the artists. And at the time I was visiting while well, we could go mm. to the Aptos Street Barbecue here. I could see, you know, it's a wonderful place that plays blues all the time. Mm. But they always have their tip buckets out. Yeah and it's like and 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 whenever i go i'm the tip girl and like you know and i help them and do whatever but anyway mm. so um i was just thinking to myself man we're like strippers i mean we're not <laughs> much more than strippers we're stripping for souls for dollars <laughs> and i was like soul stripper i'm like i got to write that mm. and 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 by the next week travis came back and soul stripper was born
1: nice yes. nice yeah nice yeah. Yeah. Great, great, great record there too. So very, very awesome. Um Yeah. So uh, I think this is just a really solid, really solid project. Just a lot of, a lot of fun, you know, a lot of fun listening to, uh, and definitely one of those projects where people hear it and they're like, I have to see this live. Cause this seems so, 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 so fun. So, um, it's coming. The fire is coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I guess as far as, you know, uh, almost closing here. Tell me a little bit as far as just, uh, you know, I know the project is coming out in, in, in August, right? What are you guys, what are your guys' plans as far as like, uh, you know, a, a li- uh, playing this live or just touring? But we're, we're, how can we, uh, how can we uh, look forward to that and, and everything?
0: Um. We actually just went into the to go backward. We just actually came out of the studio. Mm-hmm. We've we've recorded the first two songs on the next album.
1: Ooh, nice!
0: And I will give you a sneak peek, but I I collaborated and co-wrote a duet with JP Swords. Ooh. And um, he came from Florida. We you know he flew in from Florida, and we went into the studio with Travis and and all the gang. And uh, yeah, we tore down, you know, and wow. and so um, we'll probably. Travis is going to be busy working on all that, and he's working mm-hmm. on the demos already for the next album. Mm. And um, so, anyways, our plan right now is to potentially, if everything goes well, you know, get out there uh, early, mid next year, 20, you know, twenty twenty two, and uh, also launch the that that duet with JP Soares' single. Yeah, that's nice. what we're gonna, and then, and we're also just going back in the studio. Uh, probably about quarterly to to work on the next album. So hopefully it will come out in 2023 or something like that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. Very cool. Well, uh, well guys, I, I, I really appreciate you guys, uh, speaking with me today and this is, this has been a lot of fun and yeah, definitely a great, a great record. It's hard to not play all of these songs. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, thank you so much. Of, thank
0: course, you, Gerald. of course. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So Leah and Travis, thank you so much for, for being on the, on the, on the show with here on the four forty. Yeah. Thank you. Of course.
0: Thank you, Gerald. Of
1: course. Well, there you have it, folks. This is Jarrell Powell here on the 440 Guitar Podcast. We'll jam again soon and have a good day.